deep within the vacuum tubes at the NIPTI radio headquarters. Welcome to this week's practice tip. Today's topic is accessorial liability. It is not the same thing as aided by another person actually present. Accessorial liability, or acting in concert, is governed by Article 20 of the Penal Law. It is the vehicle by which a person can be held criminally responsible for the conduct of another individual or individuals. It is not an element of any crime to which it is attached, nor must it necessarily be proved a trial in order to secure a conviction of the substantive crime. To be held liable under Article 20, the person acting in concert must have the mental culpability to commit the crime charged, and while possessing that mental culpability, she must either solicit, request, command, importune, or intentionally aid the individual or individuals who are also charged with committing the crime and possess the same criminal intent. When a defendant knowingly does acts which qualify under Article 20 for accessorial liability, but does not have the culpable mental state to be convicted of the underlying crime, the crime of criminal facilitation is appropriate to charge. In New York, a defendant is held equally responsible for the commission of a crime regardless of whether he or she could be considered the principal actor or an accessory. In People v. Duncan, the Court of Appeals held whether the defendant was the actual perpetrator of the crime or liable as an accessory thereto is irrelevant. There is no distinction between liability as a principal and criminal culpability as an accessory and the status for which the defendant is convicted has no bearing upon the theory of the prosecution. So said the Court of Appeals in 1978. In the case of People v. Judice, a 1994 Court of Appeals decision, the Court held, the people are not required to specify in an indictment whether a defendant is being charged as a principal or an accomplice. For charging purposes, Distinction between principal and accomplice is academic. The Court of Appeals has held that for charging purposes, accessorial liability is not a theory of prosecution. Its addition to a charged crime does not elevate the level of crime charged nor change the theory of that crime. Therefore, the people are permitted to submit evidence of acting in concert at trial without having had it voted by the grand jury. CPL 200.70 prohibits the amending of an indictment that adds a theory of prosecution not voted by the grand jury. This statute has never been held to prohibit the addition of acting in concert evidence at trial as long as the defendant is not prejudiced by this additional evidence when it is not voted by the grand jury. It is therefore incumbent upon you to inform the defense in your bill of particulars as soon as you know you will be adding such evidence to your case. Being aided by another person actually present is an element of the crimes in which that language appears. You are not permitted to amend any indictment to add this language to an existing charged crime. In so doing, you would be violating CPL 200.70 in that you would be improperly adding a new charge, which you originally omitted from your presentation, and you are not permitted to cure that error with such an amendment. Another difference between acting in concert and being aided by another person actually present is that the latter does not require that the people who are present and aiding the defendant have the same intent to commit the crime alleged. 
They only need to be aiding the defendant who has the intent to commit that crime. A key difference in proofs of these two similar-sounding statutory schemes is that to properly prove being aided by another person actually present, you must establish the person's actual presence at the scene of the crime. A lookout or a getaway driver must be close enough to be able to render immediate aid to the principal actor. On the other hand, to prove acting in concert, the aiding party need not be present at the crime scene to have met the above-listed statutory requirements of accessorial liability under Penal Law Article 20. Here is an example of the distinction between these two concepts. Suppose Dreyer calls you on the phone and asks to meet you on the corner of Columbia and Eagle Streets to give you the $100 he owes you. When you arrive, a masked man, Mr. Smith, yokes you and takes your money. You call the police and tell them Dreyer set you up. Being the stand-up guy that he is, he immediately rolls over on Mr. Smith and blames him as the mastermind of this robbery. Dreyer is indicted for robbery in the third degree, forcibly stealing property while acting in concert with another individual. He cannot, however, be indicted for robbery in the second degree aided by another person actually present because he was not actually present at the scene of the robbery to render aid to the principal actor, Mr. Smith. Accessorial liability can also be added to a case as the result of the evidence presented at trial by the defendant. Say, for example, the defendant testifies in an assault case that he was present, but it was another person who hit the victim and he was just watching. Because of this testimony, the jury may well be charged that if the jury believes there was another person acting with the defendant and that both had the intent, then the defendant can be convicted of the assault while acting in concert, regardless of whether he or she was the actual hitter or was just acting as a lookout or aiding the assaulter in some other way enumerated in the statute. See People v. Benedict, a third department case from 1986, dealing with this issue. For the citations for the cases mentioned, additional case law authority, and issues, please see the memo entitled Accessorial Liability. Our thanks to our crack producer, Jonathan Marconi Crespino. Take care, my friends, and stay ready. <laughs>